0: Welcome to episode two of Both Down, the number one Blood Bowl podcast. Without a three or a Z in the title. Not a single one. Anyways, today we're going to be talking in our first segment, House Rules, about...
1: We're going to talk about the postseason.
0: Yep, we did preseason last time, so we're going to do postseason this time. Then our second segment, we're going to talk about tournaments, how to make one.
1: That's right, and how we kind of came up with our concept of our own tournament.
0: And then the third segment is actually going to be talking about our own tournament.
1: Which is Oklahoma Bowl.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is us already pimping that out.
1: That's fine. That's what we're supposed to do, right? This is a a podcast about Blood Bowl for Blood Bowl players. And if we're going to host our own tournament, we need to create some excitement for it. And the Oklahoma Bowl is the first one. And we've got, what, 22 people ready to play some Blood Bowl come January?
0: First one in Oklahoma or Oklahoma, depending on how you want to say it. And we already have 22 people, which we were hoping to get 10. So, we're very happy.
1: And we'd like to welcome you into our our podcast, and I'm Scott Prime, and he is... Steve. And uh, we welcome you to the show. We got some great feedback from our last show, Steve.
0: Sure did. We had a lot of people actually tell us that they really liked it.
1: And so, without just saying specific names or anything, I'd just like to give a shout out to the people that were on those forums, because we, you know... Put this there on all the public Blood Bowl forums that we knew of, which was Talk Fantasy Football, NAF, and, and the NAF, and, and the Slurpcast, not Slurp-E. Well, it's the Slurpy Bowl forums. That's oh, that's actually correct. So, uh-huh. so we had a ton of feedback there, and we had a lot of people chime in on, on Twitter. Yeah, definitely a lot of traffic on tr- Twitter, which is at both down, and then you can also catch me at Fat Finley. That's F A T F I N L E Y. And
0: I'm at Kilowog twenty eight fourteen.
1: I actually got a, quite a few people add me to their uh, following list, so I, I appreciate that. as, yeah. as fat family, you know, and
0: we actually do stay up to date on the Blood Bowl on Twitter, pretty good. Yeah, it's great. All the different podcasts, twitting out and twitting out, so twittering. <laughs> I don't even, I don't use Twitter that much. This is my my first experience tweets. with they're, Twitter. They're tweets, ah, the tweets for twits. No, they're not right?
1: twits. I guess they're. I call them Twitter followers. Oh. <laughs> well, I'm a twit. But we can call we can call them fans. Yeah. See,
0: we had good feedback. We didn't have much negative feedback, but we did have one talking about something for yeah, you Yeah,
1: I I mentioned how you can get penis cancer in the article about if you I wasn't gonna even going to mention that. Do stuff with animals that you could get penis cancer and, you know, if we offended somebody, yeah, we're sorry about that, but we are going to try to continue to be ourselves. <laughs> Which is two guys that love to play blood bowl, that enjoy the fluff side of blood bowl. We love, you know, we're going to start our, we're starting our own tournaments, and we're going to kind of give you bring you into our house, and show you some mm-hmm. of our own house rules and different things we do with blood bowl and just our love for the game. So uh, yeah, yeah, but we'll try. I guess we'll try to keep a little bit more focused on blood bowl. But that wasn't even
0: what I was talking about. Oh, talking about your
1: filter. Oh, my pop filter.
0: We actually had a comment from a professional who does another podcast.
1: It's a Blood Bowl podcast. The guy's over at ZTZ. Mm -hmm. He gave us a comment about the pop filter, so hopefully we fix that this time.
0: Hopefully. And also, I guess they got kind of upset that we lumped them in with webcast.
1: Right. So really, our goal is, I guess, to be the number (laughs) four Blood Bowl podcast out there, if possible. But we are the number one Still trying to be number one. By Gingers.
0: Or whatever. We're still number one. (laughs) I don't care how we have to say it, but we will be number one.
1: With two guys over 250 pounds.
0: I don't know. I haven't seen the others. (laughs) Safe to say I've seen two out of the other three. I don't think there's any fat people in Australia, so I'm just going to go with the assumption that we're probably the heaviest.
1: Well, Probably so. Awesome. We're the big guys. We
0: win. We are the big guys.
1: All right. Uh, So let's go on to our first segment. Yep. All right. We're going to come to the other side. It'll be uh, House Rules. is alzheimer's i'm uh a, a, a player for the launch duel lepers and this is uh both down now, now get off my lawn it's time for house rules all right that was a word from uh, alzheimer's beast of nurgle now since we're in house rules we're going to talk about our playoffs and what we call our home league. The Dragonfire it, League. It's the Dragonfire Blood Bowl League, officially, the DBBL. If you haven't, if this is your first time to listen, we a lot of times I'll refer to this as our home league, and that's because it's not a league at our store. It's not a league at the local pub. This is good friends that get together. You know, we don't mind if kids are watching the games or interrupting us, and if they a game has to be delayed because somebody has to change a diaper or whatever. We we do that. We also play by our own. I would say fluff house rules. We don't really change the core of the game, Too but much. we do. You know, we do change some of the fluff and try to get it more kind of like an almost an NFL style. I guess is what kind we're kind of. of
0: after. It's really more of what we see as the
1: old school Blood Bowl style. Yeah, with me coming from Second Edition, mm-hmm. you know, and being the commissioner of this league now for five seasons, I've tried to add a lot of stuff that I originally saw in 2nd Edition Blood Bowl, or or at least how I imagined it, me and my friends. So we are going to talk about our playoffs. We're going to talk about um, the extra tournament that's at the end of our postseason, because last time we talked about the questions I got on Fumble about what do we do with... The preseason. Preseason. So So now we're going to go to postseason.
0: So let's see, preseason wasn't that much. I mean, we kick people off with an extra team. They get to play them. They get to play in a tournament take them into our season and our season's eight games long, then what? Let's go. How many people do we have in each division?
1: Uh, most of the time, what we have is we have anywhere from six to eight people playing. Most people take two teams. So if I have a dwarf team, they'll be in one division. And if I had my other team was a lizard man team, it would be in the opposite division.
0: And what are our division names?
1: Our division names are the Razel and after. the Thorpe. Which are named after old Blood Bowl fluff commissioners. So
0: also named after NFL players. Well, well they are, yeah. but
1: they're also from the Blood Bowl fluff.
0: Yeah, definitely fluffy.
1: So we have our two divisions. Every season we mix those teams up, and they kind of get um, randomly inserted on either either division. We play an eight-team season. Uh, not eight-team season. I'm sorry. <laughs> and eight game season so our games are our league is actually a little bit shorter. Yeah. You get 3 points for a win, 1 point for a tie, 0 points for a loss, and the top two teams from each division go on to the playoffs. So it doesn't matter if we have 14 teams in the league, if we have 12 teams in the league, which is most of the time we have 12. Every now and then we have somebody come in and play a season. Yeah. But that, that generally, we
0: take two from each team. We take two playoffs. from
1: each each division. Each division, yes. So four teams are in our playoffs. And kind of like World Cup, we play the, the division guys playoff, and then it leads to a championship game. And then the other two guys, even though they lost, they play in a third-place game. Mm-hmm. And we'll get to more fluff on our third-place game in later episodes, <laughs> of both down. But uh, the Dragonfire Cup, uh, you play that game. You don't win a, necessarily a lot of money for winning the Dragonfire Cup. It's not extra money, but we do allow the MVP of that that final game to actually get two MVPs. So they'll get 10 star player points instead of just five.
0: And it goes specifically to that player, not our team gets two MVPs.
1: That's correct. So yeah. if I had a, you know, it randomly happened and it happened to a guy with 21 star player points, he actually received two MVPs and he'd go up to 31 and get that extra skill. So it's a pretty nifty bonus. It's random, but, you know, hey, that's that's Blood Bowl and the MVP, right? That's us. Random. What we also do is the winner of our Dragonfire Cup is what we call it. They leave the league, actually. Yeah, they leave our league to turn around the old world. In our fluff and where I have came from, you know, you heard about teams like the Reekland Reavers going off to other tournaments and going to do this or going to the World's Edge League and stuff like that, like the Dwarf Giants and stuff. Well, it's like
0: all the different cups, too. The Chaos Cup, the Spike Cup. They're all different tournaments
1: well even in yeah in the old school fluff you heard yeah. about the world's edge super league and all sorts of other stuff so in our fluff this is just another league in this blood bowl universe and so the winning team gets to go tour the old world and has to take off a, a season this changes up things in our league just enough to kind of mix stuff up and it also keeps one team from kind of having a purpose a dynasty yeah they can't dominate They can't dominate for three or four seasons in a row. Which they really could if they tried. Oh, yeah. I mean, (laughs) there's a certain point on teams build up and, you know, they become really dominant. So, yeah. We force people out of the league just like we force people, you know, we hope they come into the league with fresh new teams and give us some fresh fresh blood, so to speak. Not only do we force people out on the top, we force people out on the bottom. Right. So I explained how we take the top four teams into this playoffs. And we take the rest of the teams, and it's supposed to go in the order of the bottom eight. So if we have 14 teams or if we have 12 teams, it's exactly the bottom eight. Those teams have to go play in what's called the NIT. I got the name, obviously, from the basketball tournament, NIT, but this is for the Necromantic Invitational Tournament. And in our fluff of this, just to kind of sum it up really quick, it's the NBC, which was the— was it necromantic broadcasting, cabal, cabal, or yeah. something like that? They put on this tournament to recruit players for their undead leagues. So in our fluff, there's tons of undead because the champions and
0: of the undead didn't they used to do that? Yeah, there was a the champions fluff, of they would take team. the best players when they died and bring them into the team. That's right,
1: Coach Tom Landry, the Undying would take the best players from all the other of course teams. So, which if you're undead, that really does make the most sense. So in our fluff, all these teams go to the NIT. If you're the last place team in our league, you get uh, a back-of-the-pack award, which is a, a horse's butt trophy, and you have to leave the league for also a season. Yeah. So basically it's saying, like, you're the Albion Wanderers. You did a horrible time in our league. You need to go rethink. Do you want to play Blood Bowl, or does this franchise mm-hmm. collapse?
0: It also helps, if someone really likes that team, that they try not to just tank the rest of the games.
1: Right. You know, You it, don't want to win the back-of-the-pack trophy yeah. just to have a trophy.
0: I mean, I've had teams that have been really crap, but I wanted to play them again the next season. So I didn't want to get that last one. So it made me want to win. You know, I may only win one game the whole season, but if it keeps me in the league, that's important to me.
1: Now, we've waived this you have to leave the league um, for a couple. There's only a couple ways that you don't have to leave the league. One is if you're a Tier 3 team. So if you're an ogre team and you just want to play them three seasons in a row and you yeah. keep getting the back-of-the-pack trophy, then you can stick around. The other way to win the back-of-the-pack yet still remain in the league is, is you go win the NIT. It's, one, it's a tournament, eight-man tournament. If you can prove your worth by winning it, you get to continue on and stay in the league.
0: But realistically, if you suck that bad, you're not going to win it.
1: Now The NIT has, <laughs> I'm going to sum up the special rules. One of them is we always use the extra cards. The fifty thousand dollar cards. Each mm-hmm. team gets two of those, no matter what. Randomly, completely, from completely all the different decks. That's correct. Uh, the next thing we do is you can only use star players that can play for undead teams.
0: And it doesn't matter what your team is, does it?
1: It does not matter at all. Now, undead teams, th- those players with regeneration, only can use that one time the whole tournament. So if you have a player sk- per right. player, so if you had a vampire that was playing in the in, in our NIT, and he died. And if you use that regeneration in that first game, yet that team kept winning and going through the bracket, you can't use it again.
0: Yeah, and that's actually kept people from actually fielding people. You know, <laughs> yeah, If your best player goes out and he regens from a death and you can't regen him again, he sits on the bench the next game.
1: Now, that's for undead teams, because we didn't want to take away from them having that skill since they paid for it in their cost. Yeah. For the... Teams that cannot regenerate, like a human team or something, if you carry an apothecary, you can use that once the whole tournament. Yep.
0: Not per player, not per game, just
1: once per tournament. So you have to really decide, is it worth it? Now, if you have a player that dies, we have a scale, and it it shows like if this guy had six star player, uh, six skills, you would get a lot of money because this player dies. So essentially
0: the necromancer is paying for your... Corpse, I guess. Yeah, you can go play for them.
1: So let's say you had a a Minotaur that was almost maxed out on how many you know skills, and he had a value of over three hundred and ten k. If he died during the tournament while your team's playing the Nit, the Necromantic tournament will actually pay you an extra eighty thousand dollars. It's not much, but it's not much, but helps also helps go back to the cost of rebuying this guy. So in the fluff, they want you to come. They want you to get slaughtered, each, slaughter each other, and have lots of death, and they're going to pay you for it so they can recruit those teams or those characters, those players, go into their undead draft, and that's where we're coming from. There, there is money that you can win, and it gives every team two extra games to try to improve. So if At you're on two. the bo- bottom, if you of you win, them,
0: you go to the championship. So that's right. And if you
1: win the nit, you get a patch that goes on your trophy or not your trophy on your uniforms. <laughs> And you actually get a NIT trophy in our league. But we don't actually make a
0: patch. We, we don't
1: really make a patch. But we in the fluff, the team wears, you know, wears a little patch around, and it gives you plus one to your money for the rest of the season. You know, Each game, you get a plus one to your money roll. Isn't that a skill? What's the skill name? Oh, thank you. What's that? If your team makes it to the NIT finals, and you're on the winning t- side of this, Whoever gets the MVP on the winning team of the NIT gets a special skill. You remember what that skill's called?
0: Touch of Gray.
1: Touch of Gray. Now, this is probably the only time, one of the few times we go away from the main rules. Touch of Gray works just like Regeneration, except it does not work if a team that can raise the dead does the injuring. Like Nurgle's Rot. That's correct. Anything like that. So if I have a human star player, and I'm going to use one for our our league, one of the first NIT champions was the New World Patriarchs, and they have a player named Sears Mayfeather, and he has Touch of Grey. So at any point that he dies, he can actually use Touch of Grey to try to regen before that coach has to decide if he wants to use the apothecary.
0: Unless he's playing...
1: Unless Nurgle's he's playing Rotters. like Nurl's Rotters, um, uh, Undead Team, and Necromantic right. Team, Camry can't raise the dead, so it wouldn't. It'd be fine to use that against the Camry. So that's how we work that little skill.
0: You know what? Let's break this because I don't think we ever mentioned what happens if they go into the NIT. What's that? The Touch of Gray. What if that character goes into the NIT? <laughs> because technically, all those players that are dead are being resurrected by the.
1: But you're not playing Undead Teams. True. So there
0: you go, buddy. Ah
1: damn. So anyways, it's a it's a chance for that player, it's a special skill, you know, it's like stakes or stab or fan favor, or something like that. that's a way for us to work a special skill into our league. That's not overpowering, but it's kinda cool and it's kind of an incentive when you get you know, you're playing these extra games. Not only did you win the NIT, you get one player that kinda has this free region thing. Yeah. And it counts as a free skill. It's just yeah. a, like a, a tribute or something. And we've tried our best to kill him. So he <laughs> well, he's one that's still alive uh, to this God. day, and that skill has saved him sure a few has. times,
0: and he's a great catcher for the, the Patriarchs. He is the most hated player
1: in all the league. <laughs> so th- that's our NIT kind of you know, just summing it up. That's the one side of our postseason. If anybody's interested in that, I can send them the rules. Just get, you're going to have to email sure. us at bothdownpodcast at gmail.com, and I can okay. send you out those uh Special nit rules if you want to use the necromantic invitational tournament for yourself. It's feel a nice free. little fun thing. Um, I don't know if we do really anything else. There's there's two pages full of rules for that special tournament. <laughs> I'm I'm sure I'm missing some little caveat or something, but yeah, we have a lot of rules. With but that's know. what we make are the teams that don't get those extra playoff games. You know because play more games in Blood Bowl, most likely you're going to get better somewhat. Even if you lose yeah. those games, you earn some star player and points and if you and think stuff. about
0: it, you know, you go to the playoffs. The winning teams go to the playoffs. They play two or three extra games, and they're just getting more and more money. They're getting more and more skills, and it seems kind of unfair to the rest of the league. So this allows us to kind of offset
1: that. So most of the time, for every team in our league, you're going to get at least ten games in. You're going to get your eight games for the regular season and the two extra games in the NIT. Mm-hmm. All right. Any other questions?
0: Well, that's Steve. the nit side. That's right. But then on the other side, the actual playoffs itself. Oh, for that's right.
1: You talking only, about? We only did
0: one side. We got to go to the good side.
1: Well, do we need to do that right now?
0: Yeah, it's part of the postseason.
1: <laughs> we got to cover all of it. I know. I was just teasing you. Big all right. tease. So we take two teams from each division, the Thorpe and the Roselle division, for our champ, our blood. Actual Dragon Fire Cup or our Blood Bowl, we didn't want to call it the Blood Bowl because in our minds the Blood Bowl is the biggest event in the world.
0: No offense to any other leagues that do that.
1: Oh, that's fine.
0: <laughs> but yeah, just in the in the fluff, it made more sense to have the Dragon Fire Cup. And again, Dragon Fire was a complex store that we used to play at, which is no longer there.
1: So we take these two divisional teams. The top team in that division gets home field advantage for the playoffs. Which does what? Home field advantage gives you an automatic plus one to the fame, not the fame role, not the crowd role. If my team was the dwarf giants and I had home field advantage because I won my division and Steve had the Campbell claymores who was the visiting team before we ever rolled to see how many fans were at the game, I would automatically have a plus one. Mm-hmm. Now, it seems kind of unfair, but what we wanted to do was reward the team that actually won the division. Yeah.
0: And now, to before anyone thinks that we're going to give a plus three to someone if they double the fans, we'd cap it at plus two, don't we?
1: Yes, we cap it at plus two no matter what. So if
0: you rolled, well, if, I guess if I rolled 4,000 fans and you had 20,000 fans, you're not going to get plus three, you know, plus one, then plus two. You're just going to get an overall plus two. That's right. So it doesn't... And worst case
1: scenario, you know, Steve also can't do it the other way. If right. I was the home team and he can't ever turn it around to get a plus one at the at best, it's going to be even for Steve's team, the Campbell Claymores. And at the best, it's going to be plus two for the home field. So well, I can get plus two. No, I can't. Why not? You can't do that. Why? Because it starts off at plus one. That's just a, it's in our league rules, buddy. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, it hasn't wait. changed. We're not going to argue about this on the air. No,
0: no. no. If <laughs> if I have twenty thousand fans and you have four, you get the plus one for the home field. That's right. I don't get plus two.
1: I don't think so in our rules. Oh. I could be wrong on that, but I don't have them in front of me. But I'm just offering. <laughs> it's been a while since
0: I've made it to the postseason. So.
1: <laughs> and, and most of the time, it usually ends up plus two for the home team, which yeah is fine because we want to show a tad advantage. To the, to the team that's earned it. Because Again, a lot of times in our playoffs, or our, in our regular season, we usually have a team with 18 points, which, which is at least six wins, while the second-place team is just barely, you know, they might have 12 points while the next team underneath them has 11 points. So it's usually cl- close to get that wild-card spot. So we want that team to really earn it if they want to get a chance to go into the Dragonfire Cup.
0: And plus, we want to make sure that if there is, you know, a tight race going on for first. That there's an incentive to actually win the division because I've been in the position that you know I'm leading the division, but I don't care. I'm going to win anyways. Right. We actually. I'm going to be in the postseason. Why does it matter if I'm first or second? We did not
1: introduce this home field advantage rule until after the second season because of what Steve is talking about. He's like, why should I bother? Yeah. Uh, The time he won the league with the Campbell Claymores, um, my my Lizardman team was actually won the division and. He was like, what's the incentive for me to try to win the yeah. you know, division? Now, he kicked my butt, and I don't think a plus-one fan factor would have mattered in the playoff game,
0: but— And the first time I played him, I killed three of his Sauruses.
1: You have to keep bringing that up. I do
0: have to keep bringing that up. It's awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, not the skinks, the Soruses people. And I broke the neck of the star player. Thank you. Just saying. Poor Silly Billy or whatever <laughs> his name is, Bill or whatever. Uh, he's dead now. <laughs> no, he has a broken neck. Well, he's, he has a magic apothecary. That's right. It's in the fluff, buddy. He's all good. So that's what we do with our, you know, our playoffs or whatever you want to call it, the Dragon Fire Cup. Yeah. And like I said, then we, even if you lose that that first round of the playoffs, you still have a chance to win a trophy in our third place. You know, sure we have six guys, and we're playing two different teams, but we buy goofy little trophies, and believe it or not, we care because yeah. we love Blood Bowl.
0: Ten dollar entry can buy a lot of trophies. That's right. If you know where to go. Yeah, that's what we do. Behind the alley, behind the Seven Eleven.
1: You can't go down that way?
0: That's, that's where I get my trophies. Wow.
1: Well, I get mine from uh, Crown Awards. They actually have a good selection of uh, trophies, so. Yeah. Might as well give them some props. We just ordered some trophies. Crownawards.com. Yep. How's that for f- free pub?
0: Yeah, we're not getting anything for that. All right. We should.
1: Anything else we need to cover in this segment?
0: Don't think so. This is our house rules for postseason. I all right. I think that's all of them.
1: All right, let's cut to commercial. We'll be right back.
2: Both Down is brought to you by Wizards Asylum, your premier source for comics and games in Norman, Oklahoma. Check them out online at wizards-games.com.
0: Hi, hi, uh, hi there, hi there. I'm uh, Skinner Stabstab, you know the star player scooters stab stab eh, I like the stab things stab 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 um um uh, uh anyways uh, uh, you're listening to both down uh, and now it's time for tournament talk
1: alright let's talk about some tournaments
0: just any general ones about how to make one
1: well, since we are brand new to creating tournaments, and this shows about you know how we do stuff, let's talk about that.
0: Yeah, I think it's been covered in other podcasts, but we want to give you our view on it because when we went to Chaos Cup, as you may have heard, we decided we wanted to do our own tournament. We actually wanted to before Chaos Cup, but we figured we might as well see how it's actually done first, and then make our own.
1: Yeah, I mean we want. Definitely wanted to do one, we just didn't kind of know how to go about it. And
0: yeah, because if you listen to us previously, we don't have that many people in our league. It's because we don't like people, and we don't know other people who play. <laughs> so, I mean, we do want to expand, and we want to get to know people. We want to find other players.
1: I, I would say it's not because we don't like people, but it's because a lot of people just don't play Blood Bowl that yeah. you know of. I mean, you can play Blood Bowl at your local shop, and people walk in and go, Oh, I used to play that 10, yeah. 15 years ago. And actually,
0: speaking of local shops... Scott does work for Wizard Asylum. So, you know, we are going to, that's where we're hosting ours. But we have played there many times. Like, if we have a league game that we need to play, we'll go down and play there because it's
1: a nice environment. Well, I, you know, I'm I'm blessed that I have a part-time job where I can sit around and play games while helping people out. So it's a great time to play one of our home league games at the shop.
0: But it is very true. Every single time we play, we have someone come in and is like, what's that? That looks really cool. Or I used to play that. So we thought, you know, there's got to be interest out there. We know other people play Blood Bowl around here. We've got to find some way to, you know, attract them.
1: So first off, uh, we had to come up with an idea. And it's it's not hard to come up with an idea. No, we have some, tons of ideas. For the Blood Bowl universe. I mean, if you just go through your Blood Bowl book or, or I guess now an older book that has some of the fluff in it yeah. and the d- did you knows and stuff and you can make up almost any type of cup or tournament so easy in the Blood Bowl universe I mean I,
0: I literally had at least 10 or 20 ideas because I sit at work and that's all I do think about different things
1: and we settled on the Oklahoma Bowl just because it was simple and it kind of speaks to our audience since we're in Oklahoma let's not shy away from that for our first tournament so right. We just thought it would be fun to have something in a, an area where weather is crazy anyways. So, yeah, you know, we'll
0: actually get into the specifics of what right. our tournament is in a later date well, yeah, or I'm, a later segment.
1: Yeah, I'm trying to add all that in there. You know? well, yeah, but that's okay. Um, Other things you need to talk about or think about if you're going to run your own tournament is the costs. And I
0: think the most important thing for us to decide was do we want to do a one-day tournament or do we want to do a two-day tournament?
1: Well, that also factors into the cost of the people playing. Yeah, it if can. it's a two day tournament, they have to have lodging. They have to buy more meals. Which is why you and know. most likely our tournament price would be higher. Yeah. So we got to
0: thinking about all those factors. And we're like, well, there's no reason anyone knows us. So we can't say for sure that they'd come out and buy a hotel room. So that would limit us, if we do a two day tournament the, as our first one, it limits us to just very local people.
1: And even our local guys in our you know, our home league. They haven't played a tournament before. <laughs> That's four other guys that would they've never played a tournament before. And they have lives, too, and yeah. families and children. So we had to limit it to what we knew. Because i got to admit, <laughs> when we first did this, we were hoping for 10. Yeah. And, we weren't you know, expecting much. And <laughs> we're at 22 already. And this is many weeks out of the Oklahoma Bowl. Yeah, so.
0: we should get hopefully more. But So we did decide on a one-day tournament. And after that point... We like well, three or four games, because I think that's also an important factor. Because three games, it's enough that if you have a low number of people, you can get a true champion. But with four games, you get a better. <laughs> yeah, we get something
1: picture. like the like the BCS or like two guys are undefeated, yeah. and it comes down to tiebreakers. So, which is no fun for anybody. But it also does change the dynamic of the day up. I yeah. mean, three games of Blood Bowl is a lot in one day. Four games is a Really lot. And that means you're playing Blood Bowl probably from 9 o'clock to at least 7 o'clock easily.
0: Yeah. But it also it makes it more of an event, too. Because three games is kind of just a get-together, where four is like a big event.
1: So we settled on four days. We didn't want people to... Not
0: four days. Four turn- <laughs> four games. Wow.
1: Four days of Blood Bowl. That's our just... next tournament.
0: Yep. Four days. We're actually going to do a whole week If of you can Blood make Bowl.
1: it to the end, then uh, you're the, the grand champion of everything.
0: It's going to be a one-week tournament. Gonna play five games every day.
1: Frank Bradford would show up and go undefeated God with one re roll. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, so we decided on four games for our, our event and we were just hoping that you know we could get people there and actually have more more people than rounds so we didn't have the last round just be replays of yeah. our six guys or something. So
0: And if you're thinking about starting a tournament, we definitely say do it. Just do it, see what happens because we didn't know what would happen and it's going out like crazy. So
1: so let's talk about things we decided to do for our tournament. Yeah. Um, from just our experience and talking to other people that ran tournaments like Johnny P and Extreme, dice. Dice are a big deal. Um,
0: everybody loves dice. Custom dice.
1: Everybody likes custom dice. I mean, we're all nerds here. We love games. So it, even if... You know, I don't normally use these dice anywhere else, the custom dice, but I know it, next time we play Mordheim or something, I'm, this is when I'm going to use my custom Goofy dice. Yeah. Is that. Or if it's a league game where I want to use Goofy green dice, I can use my Slurpy Bull dice or whatever. So. And
0: it's also just, it's semi-cheap, and it is a cool reminder of a tournament you went to.
1: Yeah. I mean, people go to Vegas all the time and come back with Vegas dice, so it's... Or chips, or yeah, or something. So I was
0: with my dad in Vegas. We walked into we were in Caesars, and he was like, "I need to get a five dollar chip for my brother." So we walk into this gigantic, opulent looking place, and I'm like, "I don't think this is the right place." And he's like, "No, no, no! I just need to get a five dollar chip." He walks to a table. He's like, uh, "Can I get a five dollar chip, sir?" The lowest chip we have is five hundred dollars.
1: Wow! I was like. Okay, we need to go the other direction. <laughs> yeah, that's big boy money there. Yeah, that was not us. <laughs> so, so dice. So, we decided to do dice for our tournament. Yeah, of course. And, and luckily, you know how to do good graphics. Yeah, I like created the logo and we did, you know, we put the logo on our dice. Uh, I recommend, and I've heard this and other people said this too, and it should be pretty obvious. Put your logo on the sixth spot because you don't want people to roll a one and then go, dang it, that's the Oklahoma Bowl, guys.
0: Unless your tournament is fluff of a negative sort. That's true. I if mean, you... there can be those type of tournaments.
1: That's true. But most of the time you want it on the Oh, positive. yeah, you want it on the sixth. Uh, prizes. you got to think about what you're going to give people.
0: Yeah, and this is a problem that we had, too, because, again, we didn't know how many people we were going to have.
1: Now, I'm going to lump prizes into two segments, how much it costs to get into the tournament and what they could get out of it. Because yeah. value is more what I'm after here, more than kind of what you get at the end. It, you can go see a movie for, you know, 8 to $10 for mm-hmm. two hours, you know. What are you going to price your tournament at, and then what could they get? And everything they could get is bonuses, whether that's yeah. dice or whatever. You know, in our, our tournament, we decided to go low for the first time just to kind of see how many people we got. We saw how successful drug dealers
0: were, and decided to use <laughs> the same model. We're going to get you in cheap, and then hopefully hook you so you come back to the other tournaments. Yeah. So honestly, we're probably taking a loss on this tournament, is but we a hope that we... we can break even. But we're not making any
1: money off it. We well, probably will not break even this year. But no. that's, that's fine. fine. Yeah. Um, we're
0: here for the fun of the game and to bring people in.
1: We went actually super low with our tournament. We, yes, we it, did. We went $10 for a four day, or I God said it again, it. four days. It's only four games. In my mind, it's the Blood Bowl games, there's one per day. And yeah. So, no, that's an excuse. It's just late. Um, <laughs> so we went $10 for the entry fee up to a certain date. And then after. A certain, you know, after December that date, 31st. December 31st, it goes up to $15. And even at the door, if people walk in or bring an extra friend, it's going to be $15. And that's still not bad. No, that's still super cheap. For a whole day's worth of entertainment. Yeah. So we decided to go way low. We probably could have went 15 20 But, hey, we're going to, this first tournament in Oklahoma, we wanted to make sure it, made, it had an impact and got people from other states to say, why not? Let's and make really, the drive. And I really it's think
0: this is a, the first tournament for a lot of people. Not just our local guys. We've got people from Tulsa coming in, which is about an hour and a half away from Oklahoma City. Let people know. We've got
1: people from Missouri. People
0: from Missouri. That's probably a five-hour drive for them.
1: Mm-hmm. The Bugman's Bowl people are coming out Bugmans from Bugman's Bowl. Give Te- them a
0: shout-out. They're, they're doing their tournament in February, and we're trying to kind of you know, get in good with them. They're going to come to our tournament. We're going to go to their tournament. Again, trying to build the area. That's one of those things you want to do as a tournament organizer is just build up your your yeah. area.
1: Yeah, don't, don't get in super competition and fear the no. other guys. Because you want <laughs> – us Blood Bowl guys want the community to grow.
0: There's few and far between, especially down here. Yeah. So if you can help and promote other people and get in good and get talking to them and spread the word, it's all the better.
1: Uh, another thing with our prizes, we decided to go trophies. So I mentioned it in an earlier segment uh, – Crown Awards is where I usually get my our little trophies and stuff for our league. Yeah. So we got trophies for this tournament. So if you win the Oklahoma Bowl, you're going to get a trophy. If you're the best sportsman, you're going to get a trophy. If best best painted team or whatever.
0: Yeah, we've got a few different trophies, and we'll get into that later. But
1: yeah, we got a few different trophies. There's also uh, talk to miniature companies; they will sponsor events.
0: Give a shout out to Impact because they do a nice little program. We. You know, placed a big order. They gave us some free product. We're going to have a lot of prizes for this tournament. So
1: yeah, I mean, it's going to be great. Theoretically, almost everybody, if not everybody, will walk away with something. Um, talk to other tournaments because they kind of want that. You rub my back, I'll rub your back. Yeah. Uh, West Coast Quake, absolutely. Those, West Coast Quake. Uh, Dennis Bolin sent us a ton of stuff to give out at our tournament. For he, nothing. He and doesn't he know what's to. He didn't have, have, have to at all. He sent us a bunch of stuff just to, he said, you know, promote my event and send me some, you know, I know you guys don't have a lot to offer. Send me what you can and some flyers.
0: And I'll tell you what, you know, the promotion works too, because we're at Chaos Cup and they had flyers for West Coast Quake. It's in Vegas this year. And I thought, that's kind of cool. It's in March. It's like St. Patrick's Day, but it's in Vegas. What better place to have a Blood Bowl tournament? Exactly. You get to go, you play Blood Bowl all day, you go to the casinos mm-hmm. all night, you get absolutely no sleep. Then play you go Blood play, Bowl the next day. Play <laughs> Blood Bowl, kid. You go to Vegas, in the, go see everything, and then you crash. Hopefully not in the plane on the way back, but you crash at the hotel. <laughs> right. But, yeah, they've been. he's been super great. He sent us a lot of stuff. He's been talking it up. But hopefully we can get out there. Uh, we definitely want to give them a shout-out, though.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, also, another thing you got to think about, location. You might have to pay for a room. For your Blood Bowl tournament, um, we're once again we're very blessed that the the guys at Wizards Asylum, who actually own the store and stuff, is letting us use their venue. Yeah, um, we're good enough friends where he doesn't for this first tournament he doesn't want anything from it. He just wants us to come in, promote the store, have a big turnout, and he hopes just to sell stuff off the shelf. I mean, yeah, he's losing out a day and. and you if you play Blood Bowl at some shop, you know that Magic the Gathering rules. He's losing out a day on Magic the Gathering business just for us to, you know, promote this tournament and stuff. But it's worth it to him to try to get a new community, the Blood Bowl community started and everything else there and you know. So big props to him. So but in some cases you might have to pay for the location, you know. Whether yeah. what the rent or and whatever. And of course
0: if that if you do then it makes sense that your entry's gonna be a little bit higher because of that. Reflects there. Correct. And um, we don't want anyone losing money. If you do because you can, that's great. If you're losing money because you're doing more than you should, because you, you know, it's very easy to go overboard and go, I want to make custom trophies. I want to make custom, you know, pitches. I want to make custom points and
1: everything. Custom pitches are so awesome, but they're just, you got to have some money.
0: Outside of our prize range at this point. (laughs) Definitely. But definitely don't go overboard. you're making a tournament test the waters if you get a hundred people coming out where you can charge 20 bucks and have a ton of money do it then do whatever you want
1: that's our goal for the oklahoma bowl
0: hundred people a
1: hundred people this year not this year
0: okay it's not going to happen this year
1: 2015 2015 Hmm. 100 people oklahoma bowl Uh, okay (laughs) we can do that um the thing you need to think about is a, a website, and it doesn't have to be a fancy website, but it sure helps if you have a website that actually speaks the name of your tournament. So that might yeah. even come into a, a factor when you're coming up with, you know, the story behind your tournament, the the fluff side of your tournament, you know, the name of the tournament. You know, Definitely. so yeah, you know, we we got OklahomaBowl.com. dot com. That's where our, our tournaments hosted. The Bugman's guys got BugmansBowl.com. dot com.
0: Yeah, it's much it's, easier. You know,
1: it's certain, so easy to tell people about it once you have a, a, a website for that and where all the rules are instead of posting in a forum. We all go to the same forums, but it's so much helpful with that website.
0: Now, of course, I've also posted it to all the forums, and you know, we have plenty of responses there that we can you know answer questions and everything. But so important to have a good website so that it looks professional, so people think you're professional. <laughs> I mean, if you if your website was www you know, your free domain dot com slash, you know, freedomain slash, the, you know, if, if, if there's five slashes before you get to your tournament name. Like an old GeoCities account? Yes. <laughs> no one's going to remember it. So it's best if you can just spend the 10 bucks or so, especially if you know someone who knows WordPress or any type of free software. Or not free, but...
1: Semi-free. Yeah. A pirated copy. Yeah. From the Pirates of Sartosa. Sure. At- that's a little old-world re- reference for you. All You're right. Pirates of Soto. So. And then, finally, you know, we talked about it once before, but promotion's going to cost you some money. It's obvious. It sounds stupid to create flyers and have the little flyers that you give to the comic shop so people can just take them and go write their magic score in the back or they you know, write somebody else's phone number sure. or an issue of Young Blood that they need. But you need those. And, you know, hey, we had one guy specifically say i took one of these little green flyers with your tournament information on it and that's what brought me here to sign up for the oklahoma bowl so yeah. and his if,
0: one registration paid for all of that yes
1: so yeah we had a connection with a, a fedex kinko so we got a little discount break it's it's nice to know people yeah, and you know his Take one registration paid for all that promotion uh, for the local shops and stuff, we hit all the comic shops we could. We hit the game shops we know. And we were very lucky that you know, they helped us out. Even other shops around here said, sure, you can put a flyer up, even though this is going to Wizards Asylum down in Norman. We're competition, but Blood Bowl's you know, almost a dead game, you know, yeah. as in sales of fresh product coming out. As, so they were very cool about promoting it. So,
0: As sad as that is to us as fans, that's a good tactic to use when you talk to other stores because you can go, look. You don't have anyone here playing us
1: Well, it's not like Hero Clicks that's coming out with a new yeah. set every three months or You're something. You're not
0: losing money to the other store. You're it's not correct. losing customers. We're just asking them to move to a different location for the weekend.
1: In theory, it helps out everybody. If a smart it should. shop owner that sells miniatures and stuff thinks, well, these guys, my local guys who buy comics here and play Warhammer 40K, if they go down mm-hmm. to Wizards Asylum to play in a Blood Bowl tournament, they might need to order a team, yeah. and paint buy some paints now, and so in the long run they might make some money off of this too.
0: And we're geeks. Geeks are very loyal. They're going to go to the same shop that they always go to, no matter what.
1: Besides, if you're a smart store owner and you see success at our store, you say I can do this and I can do it better. Exactly. And you keep building the blood. Bowl They'd community. be
0: lying because nobody does it better than we can. Yeah, that's we're the Scott
1: number talk. one blood bowl podcast in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, that's right. So, <laughs> anything else we want to cover? Well, I mean, these are things that seem obvious, but they weren't all obvious to us when we first started. Mm -hmm. So we thought we'd pass on that knowledge to you.
0: Yeah, I think fluff wise, just get back to that for a little bit. I think it's very important to have a strong theme. It doesn't have to be an amazing original theme, but just something unique. You know, there can be a hundred different tournaments, but if yours stands out either by web presence or, you know, logo or anything, It draws attention to you.
1: Well, then why don't we take a short commercial break? Let's do the Oklahoma Bowl commercial right now. We'll come back and talk about the fluff that we've created and also the rules and stuff for our own tournament.
2: Sounds good. All right. See you in a second. Hey there, everyone. You may know me as the world-famous sports broadcaster, Harry Badsaw. Or perhaps you know me better as Blood Bowl Hall of Famer Scary Harry Badsaw. or perhaps you just know me as that orc who left out of your daughter's window last night when you were coming home. But I'm back in my home territory now, Oklahoma, and you know what? It's boring out here. There is a serious lack of blood bowl, and I aim to change that. So I called up my old buddy Cromnard Dung and tricked him out of retirement for a very special event: the Oklahoma Bowl. This one-day tournament will be held on January 21st in Norman, Oklahoma, and will be four rounds of pure fun, blood, and mayhem. There will be orcs, trolls, and more prizes than you can shake a snotling at. Be sure to check out OklahomaBowl.com for all the details. Also, stay tuned right here to BothDown.com and listen to the legendary Stephen Scott ramble on about it in greater detail. Legendary? Those aren't legends, they're cautionary tales. Okay, and
0: that's our Oklahoma Bowl commercial. That's a great commercial. Sure is. And you know what? This is a good opportunity to talk about our tournament, about what exactly we're doing. And before we get into that, we were talking about promotion before. That
1: commercial doesn't take anything to do. Just takes a, a, a eager friend yep. to, <laughs> to come over and act out some voices.
0: Yeah, we'll say give a nice little shout out to our friend Sarge. He's kind enough to do that voice not only for our podcast but also for other podcasts.
1: Now hold on. There's I know in the Blood Bowl community and I've heard this on other podcasts, hmm. Blood Bowl podcasts, there's another person that they call Sarge. So I don't want to give any oh, confusion. Yes. This is yes. Oklahoma Sarge. We'll call this Oklahoma Sarge. The so, OS. The OS. The OG OS. Well, he's our original Sarge, but I don't right. want to get that confused with somebody else.
0: Yeah, sorry. But yes, he is our Oklahoma Sarge. You might be sick of hearing about our tournament because we have been pimping it out it's on all the forums it's on all the podcasts it's on twitter it's on twitter but that's how you make a successful tournament and hopefully anyways i mean it's worked for us so we definitely want to encourage you if you want to make your own commercial if you want to put any effort into any little segment let us know if you got a tournament coming up you want to make a commercial we ask that's less than a, you know somewhere around a minute Maybe not five minutes long commercial.
1: We'll pimp it out here.
0: Yeah. We'll play it. I yeah. have no problem with that.
1: You needed the both down guys to give you a good commercial. Our seal of approval. Hell so you yeah. get everybody there. If you're planning on eight and you really want 22, we I think we got that covered.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the other podcasts have been very generous with their time and playing our commercials and talking about us. We have no problem doing that for other people as well. And, like I said, it doesn't take much and it really helps.
1: Let's talk about the Oklahoma Bowl.
0: Yes, the Oklahoma Bowl that everyone's sick of except us. They're not sick of it. I People
1: know. love Blood Bowl, man.
0: I know. That's why they're listening
1: to us. This is a, f- a fluffy tournament. It's, it's it Oklahoma. Oklahoma.
0: If you're not familiar with Oklahoma, the place that's not named after Oklahoma but was the inspiration for it, we have a lot of weather changes here. We had Quake <laughs> Nados this year, which are new to us. We had a tornado and an earthquake at the same day.
1: We actually did. That's true. So we now recently have had blizzards. Yep. We've had ice storms. Sure too. We've had, uh, it feels like tsunamis, but flood-like weather, mm-hmm. and tornadoes, and now earthquakes. So how special are we? See, what else? We have Fire storms every once in a while? Well, we had a sleet storm. Sleet, where it was sleeting, yet it was it was a thunder sleet sn- yeah. storm, I guess, where it was thunder and lightning, but there was sleet coming down.
0: Okay, yes, I've I've been out when it's snowing and there's thunder going on. Yes, which is the most amazing thing.
1: Uh, what is that? A thunder I snow have no shower?
0: Idea. Anyways, so yes, weather. It's Asgard. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Ragnarok is here, and we've decided that we need to do a tournament. So since it is Oklahoma, we wanted to base our tournament on Oklahoma. So we thought, what better than to change up the weather some? So we did combine the weather into a smaller category of things.
1: So let's talk about, your, you want to just go into some of the little rule changes that makes sure. our t- tournament unique? Yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: So on your typical Blood Bowl game, you roll 2d6, and that's your weather. Your bad results are 2, 3, and 11 and 12. That's right. What are we doing?
1: I believe we're doing a d8. Yes, we are. With the only way that you can have a normal weather roll is if you roll a four or a five. Yeah. Where if you roll a three, it's what? Raining. And if you roll a two, it's very sunny. Or is it? Yeah, we screwed that up. But yeah.
0: Anyways. You know the kickoff table.
1: It's the regular (laughs) uh, weather. Weather, just combined. If you get one. But one is combining the two lowers, which is raining and sunny or hot. Heat or whatever, and yeah, we don't have it in front of us.
0: We should know our own tournament, but again, we don't.
1: But we do. We're telling them how it is. I know it's just so. Sad. And if you roll an eight, you get the uh, blizzard weather, and uh the wind or whatever. I can't remember tornado. Yeah, yeah it's a tornado. But anyways, it's all the weather things combined. So it's you a take your your eleven and twelve will be combined into number eight. You mm-hmm. know so. So we're doing weather because weather changes all the time here in Oklahoma.
0: And one thing that always kind of bugged me about tournaments is that I know it's stupid, but for some reason my mind thinks that if everyone rolls a kickoff table or, you know, a a weather result and five tables have rain, five have fine, five have sunny, it seems sort of unfair.
1: (laughs) You know what I mean? That doesn't bother me, but I know. It it does bother
0: me a little bit. So So what we're
1: doing is top table, choose Rolls the weather, and that sticks yeah. for everybody until a further weather result changes. it.
0: Sure, which will generally happen. But it just, again, provides a little bit more fluff to spread out and gives you an incentive for being top table. Not an incentive, um, but...
1: Our basic rule pack is very similar to the Chaos Cup. I'd say it's almost the same. And like that's me. the one tournament you know, we've been to, so we kind of just fed off that experience and that team build. But instead of getting like the mutations the last round, what we decided to do was allow greenskin what we're calling greenskin players that's the orcs that's the trolls in that are star players can be used for any team so you could have a dwarf team and you could add their gold chewer on it if you wanted to yep. or um uh, what's the name ripper the gold troll Gryff. yeah yeah you could have him on your team so you have well, if you're a halfling
0: team because everybody loves halflings so they keep saying they need a third troll well is a chance. Third troll, third Treeman, third Treeman. now thinking, you can have a troll and two yeah. treeman. I was thinking goblins want. team, but and yeah. so
1: by doing so, we also thought why not reach out to some other great Blood Bowl podcasts like Zerpcast, and they have they've been running promotion for a while now to get Kramar Dung into the next living rule book which, which is
0: I don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> no, I don't know if he's
1: gonna have, have I don't know if he has enough Facebook friends to do this.
0: Doesn't at all.
1: But he is an Orc Blitzer that used to play the game and you know, he might be a little punch drunk from all the drugs or something that he used to take. It's probably not from the hits on the head. He might have used some performance uh, enhancing Spells or something, yeah. so he has bone Back alley wizards, so we decided to talk to those guys and ask permission for them to use their own characters, so he's our one of our special characters in this uh Oklahoma Bowl this year, and yeah. so you know our thoughts here is is that going forward, we might have another star player show up. What the crap was that?
0: I don't know that was through the computer going crazy.
1: Maybe that's another star player calling in. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we'll see what we can do about that. Uh, uh, so, in yeah, the,
0: so in the future, we could have other star players come in, such right. as Gearser, Greaser Gear Grinder? Yeah.
1: Uh, what is his name? Me is? coming from a second edition background, I was dying to introduce second edition uh, orcs and stuff to the current version of Blood Bowl. Um, so, you know, we might work that out in the future. We wanted to make sure that a character's balanced. And the guys yeah. at cast you know, they've kind of played with uh, Kromnar Dung. And kind of play tested him some, so we 've added him to our rule set, so please you know if you 're coming to our tournament and you 're listening for the first time, take advantage of this, man, play some star players that you want. might be beneficial for you for some extra prizes. who knows might be might be, and you know, and it have... might be
0: completely broken we haven 't played with it so. <laughs> <laughs>
1: and and we 'll find out, and we 'll learn from this, but yeah. this is what makes this special this tournament in our mind it 's being hosted in a land where the orcs are. Where the weather's crazy, and yeah. so their star players can do whatever they want. They can work for the you know the team that offers them the most money.
0: And if you look really deep into the fluff, you'll actually see a little bit of this on OklahomaBowl.com, and also in the commercials that we have ran. Um, we have our very own hairy, scary Badsaw doing
1: That's right. promotion. That's right, and are actually a home league every uh, every week. Uh, our Sarge. He likes to come up with a what we call the Dragonfire Weekly, which is a newsletter that gives predictions, it gives rankings of teams and adds to our fluff of our league and it's it's great. I mean, yeah. it's a really great newsletter, you know. He should be very proud of what he does and it it actually makes the Blood Bowl season even more exciting. You know, I enjoy the campaign aspect of it, but every time I read his Dragonfire Weekly where he's doing the rankings or doing predictions, it's like I'm ready to play some Blood Bowl, you know. And
0: one part of that is the Harry Badsaw himself will rank the teams. hmm
1: And give his own predictions yeah. and stuff. So he keeps track of his own record, his predictions and stuff. It's it's great. It's great for fluff, and it's... It's kind of All funny. our guys love the league. I mean, and we actually kind of have a rule, like, when, when the week is over, I send out the stats and the rosters, and it's like, you can start your Blood Bowl games as soon as Dragonfire Weekly comes out, so... Yeah. So, yes, when you hear the Oklahoma Bowl, that is our own Scary Harry Brett Bad Saw. And he was a, an ex orc blocker, black orc blocker. So, there you go on him. Uh, what's some other things we're doing for our tournament?
0: There's not much else fluff wise. We were thinking about doing other things, but we tried to pull it back. Like I said, don't always want to go over the top the first time. And right. it's hard not to because we want to do so many things. But
1: we originally thought about using all the green skin players, but we pulled back from the goblins just because we didn't want, you know, be a
0: little too overpowering. We think. Yeah, we, star player. goblins Some people had are some
1: concern about the star player goblins, so we pulled back on that. And we'll see how this goes this year. Some people might use them, and you know, some people might. Just probably depends on yeah. the background they come from. I can see a lot of our guys maybe using them. And I can see guys that play some real serious tournament style blood bowl, not yeah. using them because it's not beneficial for yeah, them. Yeah,
0: but Kromnard Dung's pretty damn
1: good. If you can take, yes, if you can handle yeah. the Bonehead, he is pretty awesome. So I'm, um, I don't know. <laughs> He's been on a few draft teams in case I yeah. got to play. But now that we have so many players, I don't know if either one of us are going to get a chance. Hopefully not um, that way. <laughs> we got we got trophies. Yeah, and uh, and we've mentioned this many times already, but we have, we have trophies and certificates for, you know, we decided not to go all out with a ton of trophies, even though we still have about five or six.
0: Yeah, we've got a good number of trophies. We'll, um, we'll do certificates for some of the most casualties, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And also, we've got a ton of extra prizes. Like I said, we've got a, a ton from West Coast Quake that he sent a couple miniatures, some dice, some passing templates. Um, we did an order through Impact, so we got a whole bunch of extra things coming from there.
1: Uh, Roofer, he sent today. We got in the mail uh, the burger balls. Cool. And he sent one for you, and he sent one for me, and he sent one for the Oklahoma ball. So, awesome. uh, Jim Roofer, he runs the uh, Ghouls Night Out up in Chicago, and so you know he's per- you know we sent actually some dice to one of his um, p- participants, and so he's returning the favor. It's a little ball. That's like a, it's a Viking helmet with a like a little sandwich hamburger thing it's inside. Awesome. So it it's great, and I wanted one for my halfling team, you know, because mm-hmm. what better way for halflings to try to score a touchdown than <laughs> you know you can eat the ball after it's all. Done.
0: I don't want to give away things too early, but I did do a trade for some of our dice for some special dice from overseas. So I don't want to spoil that just yet. But if you come out to the tournament, you'll see. Oh, see, I don't even know about this. No.
1: <laughs> but. You sneaky, sneaky dude.
0: See, and that's the thing. You got extra dice. People love dice. You can make some trades. You can get some extra prizes. It's a lot of fun. We, um,
1: we're going to kind of keep in the tradition of the tournament we went to. at uh, Chaos Cup, they entertained us between rounds by giving away little door prizes and stuff that everybody got to participate with. Yeah. And, um, you know, If you turn in your roster early, you got an extra ticket, so you had a better chance of winning the prizes. We'll probably do something very similar. Speaking, um, what, they gave this, away like DVDs and stuff like that. Thank you. <laughs> ah, Sneaky ginger.
0: Fun. Anyways, before we go past it, I just want to let people know, if you do have a finalized roster and you want to send it in to us, please do so. We'd be more than happy to look it over and make sure that we have it. Now, you don't have to take that roster into it, but we would like to see some of these rosters just to have an idea of what's coming, and make sure there aren't any mistakes. So, if you have any finalized rosters, please send it to Bull at gmail dot com,
1: or bothdownpodcast at gmail dot com. Yeah,
0: either way, it comes to we'll, us. We'll take it either yeah. way.
1: Just make sure in the title you put that this is you know roster to be approved or whatever. So
0: yeah. But it's you to say that before we go past it, oh okay,
1: well, that's good was it, um, was so it we're trying I make the, you mad man well you you piss me off. I'm madder than a baby orc.
0: are they that mad?
1: yeah, they're mad I, I don't know I't little handle. savage dudes, man, I want to play some blood bowl. Uh, that's racist. Why is that blood bowl racism?
0: Yes, you think <laughs> orcs are only good for blood bowl,
1: no, is that what you're thinking. <laughs> You racist son of a bitch. Well, they're good for lifting things. Oh, okay. <laughs> Le- they're laborers.
0: Oh, so sad. <laughs>
1: uh, giveaways between <laughs> rounds. Uh, Johnny and those guys gave away DVDs. They gave a uh, home, what was it, crackhead Home kit. meth kit or something. Yeah, well, we're going to try to one-up that by having some <laughs> giveaways that are actually Blood Bowl related. So,
0: and specifically orc related or green skin related or something like that.
1: So we'll try a- to. So if you come out to our event or if you have your own tournament stuff, try to think of those things as well. You yeah. know, great ideas that you know, just by being there, you could win a you know a miniature or something. And yeah, because who um, wouldn't love that? I think both of
0: us went to Chaos Cup. We didn't win anything. We still had a blast. We won a chance to buy a field, which was awesome. But we didn't win anything straight out. But it's nice to be able to, even if you place last or close to last or middle. I
1: came back with a winning record.
0: That you did. I did not. <laughs> I was a perfect 500. Uh, I think two, two, and two. Yeah, well, it's 500.
1: You can call that whatever you
0: want. Call it 500. All right. There you go.
1: All right. What else we want to cover here? Anything else we're missing on, you know, our tournament? And you can, you like can said you can see more about this. You can get the download the whole rule set at Bowl dot com. That's O R. C-L-A-H-O-M-A-B-O-W-L dot com. So everything's there, everything you need to do. You can register there.
0: And we guarantee, you know, next next podcast we'll probably talk about the results, how it went, give you our feedback about that. Our podcast is not only going to be about Oklahoma Bowl, we promise. It's just right now, that's what's there, so we're going to kind of be a little heavy on that.
1: Nothing wrong with that, though.
0: I know. Everybody still loves it.
1: Because they're both down for some Blood Bowl, man. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Uh, last the recommendations I can do if you're coming to the Oklahoma Bowl for the first time. Clearly, clearly, clearly mark your players. Yeah. Um, this is probably something we shouldn't get into. It's probably something that's obvious. But if you have players on your team, try to keep the miniatures very similar. If they're skeletons, make sure they're all skeletons. If they're zombies, make it clear that they're zombies. Um you know, not holding against anything, but I played somebody that had, uh he he had some Kimry mummies for his mummy on his undead team, but on the roster that was handwritten, it was number one and two, but the players on the field was like five and seven, so it shouldn't add to confusion, but if you're playing a guy that's never played in a tournament before, like myself, that did add to the confusion, yeah, because I would. wanted to consult the roster and stuff. Um You know, it was very clear to him that the mummies with limbs, or I'm sorry, the skeletons were limbs, were like ghouls, while Mm -hmm. the skeletons without limbs were not ghouls. But again, my first tournament, my first opponent, very confusing, especially when numbers were a little bit different than what they were on the player, you know, on the marked base.
0: And it's always good to keep in mind, don't think about just yourself. Think about the other people. Think about what they're going to see, what they're thinking about. And keep that in mind.
1: When I left for the Chaos Cup I actually paint I actually wrote the skills on, on my players' bases and Yeah, who's awesome? We play when we play at home, we play left to right. You know, the field going the long way. And not long across, but <laughs> how can I describe We're, this? We
0: play on the sidelines. We play Whereas yes, thank at you. the tournament we played on the end zones.
1: Right. And so we never played like that at home. But I wrote the skills like sure hands or block on the front of my bases because playing on the sidelines across from each other, we both could see the front of my base or the back of my base. When I got out to the Chaos Cup, I realized by having those on the front and we were playing end zone to end zone that the guy across from me could see my sure hands on my Hobgoblin turn one, but if I turn the miniature around, that skill was hidden. Mm -hmm. So if I go to Chaos Cup again, knowing that we're going to play that way, I would actually write the skill sure hands on both sides and put the numbers on front and back so it's very clear to my opponent. Yeah. And most people maybe don't care, but I like to be as clear as possible. It's a little common courtesy. Because I'd like to win in Blood Bowl, but I'd like to make it sure it's not because I was being deceptive. Yeah. And so that's what I recommend. Some people use rings, like these little rubber band rings to indicate like all the red ones are. You can get them from Impact. Mm -hmm. You can get those from Impact. Or just paint your bases that way. We had a friend that did that, too. He yeah, as a human team, all his blitzers have red bases. Uh, all his catchers have, I think, yellow, and his mm-hmm. linemen have the standard green ones. His throwers have white. Yeah, it's real easy, and it's real easy to put that on your roster. Um, another thing to do that's just helpful: group your guys. Player one and two are throwers. Uh, you know, three, four, five, and six are blitzers on your human team. Sure, scattering them out, or number one's a blitzer, number six is a blitzer, number sixteen's a blitzer. So just hard. adds to the confusion.
0: And if you have big guys, or if you play with models that are possibly bigger than most people play with, it's nice to have little markers that you can put down in place of the character going down.
1: It's real easy. I, I did that going up to Chaos Cup. I yeah. actually took out little cardboard pieces of paper, and I printed on. I actually printed on paper and then glued these to pieces of cardboard. I just took my logo for my Blackwater Bulls, and I simply wrote across of it, you know, stunned. Or down, so when my bull centaur would fall down, I could just put one of those markers in the square. So easy. I wish yeah. I would have done that for years for at home league you and know? F-
0: for my Campbell Claymore was my Norse team, my ice troll. Since he's giant and has a weapon, he's kind of a pain, but I really like him, so I he's, took him. He's pretty cool looking, but yeah, yeah he's a he's a pain, on the, pain on the actual field. But what I did is I took a regular lineman and I painted on him like prone or stunned. As if he was, you know, face down or face up. So then if the ice troll went down, I just replaced him with that character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, is that the best way to do it? Probably not, because then people might think he's just a lineman. <laughs> right. But he was colored differently, so it was hard to confuse him with the rest. So it's a little bit, little touches you can do that make it, everything better.
1: I, I just highly suggest that you become obvious as possible, you know, not trying to hide anything. Think of other it. people. Be yeah. courteous. Love um, your Love your neighbor. That's all we want. <laughs> uh, also suggestion is come up with a cool name. I'm, yeah. I'm really big on a city from the old world and whatever. You know, you're the you're the Reekland Ravagers. You're the whatever. You know, there's, there's places out there that have old world maps. You can look for cities. You can find stuff. That adds to it because, sure. trust me, going to Chaos Cup, I wanted my team to actually play, like, teams from different regions or, or towns instead of placing somebody... You know, with a kind of a goofy name, you know.
0: And now, of course, if you look at the old Blood Bowl teams, there's plenty of them that don't have the town name.
1: No, you're per- perfectly right. And that fits some teams. Yeah. I'm just saying my experience is is having a Blood Bowl oh. sounding name is better yeah. than we like to score. For instance,
0: <laughs> I actually bought a second edition game off of eBay. Oh, I love this. If this is anyone out there, if you know whose it is, let me know because it's just really awesome. But when I bought it, it had the team, it had all the boards and everything. It also came with like a manila envelope. I was like, well, what's this? Is this the rule book? No. It's someone's whole team and rosters and fluff and pictures they did.
1: What was their team name? They were called the Jagged Tooth or Jagged Teeth, something like that. (laughs) So if I saw the pictures, and that reminded me of what we did back in 2nd yeah. Edition. We came out with a blood, a Bloodweiser Illustrated every week where we drew pictures of highlights of a dwarf tackling a goblin or whatever.
0: Yeah, it's just really cool. So it was a very nice little thing to get with it, and I'll keep that. That's going to stay with that game because that's just awesome. <laughs> the jagged but, teeth. But yeah, if any of you happen to know who were the jagged teeth, let me know. If you can match some of the names, I'll do something. I don't know, but...
1: I might send them some Oklahoma Bowl dice.
0: Well, I might send you a both-down T-shirt or something. I don't know. (laughs) That's just pretty awesome. Of course, you'd have to prove that you can match the names, but still, that was just awesome find.
1: So, yeah, uh, come with your team and be ready. And uh, I guess the final thing, and I just added this to the Oklahoma Bowl website, is um, I played a few people at the Chaos Cup that had a handwritten roster. We live in the age of computers, brother. Yeah. And if your handwriting's bad like mine— just type it into – you have to know somebody that has Excel. Or send and, it to us in an email. We'll exactly. be happy. If, you, if
0: you're if you lazy and just want to send us a email with a spreadsheet or whatever a- – Aim into that. We, we will can print, print, that print it off for you. We can make you a team logo. Well, not make you one. But if you have one and send it with it, we'll <sighs> – I'm not making anybody it. team
1: logos. Well, no. They need to care more than that. Well, we could. Just be crappy ones. Not to pay us, man. <laughs> but – But, yes, I I put a link up on our website so you can get to a blank roster. You can fill it in. It should have all the Excel number programming Mm -hmm. in so it computes everything for you. So just get on OklahomaBowl.com. It's on the front page. It's also under the rules. It's a link right to a blank roster. Check that out. Use it. You don't need to handwrite these things. No. Make it clear. We'll be more than happy to help you. So anything else we want to talk about, Oklahoma Bowl? Before we get off of here.
0: Nothing oklahoma but, changing this up on the fly, I think we're going to listen to a phone call we got, and then we'll come right back.
1: Let's do it. Okay. <laughs>
2: Hello, both down, Steven Scott overall here, greatest blood bowl player of all time, forty-six time MVP of the Reglin Reverse Just wanna say, great job with your first podcast. Well, without me, I mean it's the best you can do. Give me on a future episode, I guarantee you ratings.
1: So that was the Griff Overwald, huh? The one and only. <laughs> the star player. So I guess we're gonna have to send dice to Griff Oberwald?
0: Yeah. If anyone's wondering why we played that <laughs> last episode, we did a contest and said the best comment that we got in, we'd send you some dice.
1: So, uh Griff, if you're out there, you know, leave your address, man. It's I know. Pretty
0: sure I know his address. <laughs> you think you know his uh, address? I might I might I it, might know who that is. You think
1: he still lives in Reekland or do you think he lives in some like other maybe richer town like the Reekland Retirement Community? Well, he might move somewhere else. You know, LeBron James might not live in Miami. He might live still in Cleveland, but I don't know. I don't, I don't follow know. LeBron James. <laughs> a great so example. May- someone we don't so know. Maybe, so maybe uh, you know Griff Overwald, since especially now that he's a freebooter and doesn't play for Reekland anymore. That's you know, true. Maybe he settled down in like Sterling or you know Middenheim or something like that.
0: So. I'm sure we can get dice to him somehow.
1: <laughs> All right, so let's let's do the same contest for this episode. Why not?
0: Yeah. We've given enough dice away.
1: No, one more pair. No. Come, come on. God. Come on. Come on, dude. What, for a phone call? For a nah. phone call. The best. Look,
0: not a phone call this time. we got to do something different. Okay. I'll give you the number. If you want to leave us a comment, you're more than welcome to. What's that number? That number is 888-506-0221.
1: Just call that and leave a message. And, you can
0: call that, yeah. leave a message. We'll We'll get it. So... Just yeah, let we'll us play know who again. you are. We might play it on here. We might not. Anyways, so we need a different contest if we want to give away some dice. All right, what is it? I don't know, but it's not going to be a phone number.
1: Commercial? Hmm.
0: You play Fumble, don't you?
1: I, play, I do play Fumble.
0: You want to play a, a listener?
1: I could play a listener. That would be awesome.
0: So let's say the first listener who can schedule a match with Scott and beat him.
1: God, that's gonna be easy. Yeah, it should be pretty easy. You're, to beat you're gonna force me to play somebody that's really good in Blood Bowl now and kick my butt.
0: Now we do have to make some caveats. Scott's not gonna be available at all times, so if you can find him and if you can play him, and you know how's the A team go? What's that? <laughs> How does the A team go? If you can find them and you can afford them,
1: you, you can, can play them in
0: Blood Bowl. The A team. <laughs> yeah. So if you can find Scott on the fumble, and what is your
1: handle there? I'm Fat Finley. F-A-T, F-I-N, L-E-Y. Seems to be a recurring
0: theme for you.
1: I'm Fat Finley almost everywhere on the net. Okay. So and on Twitter, of course. What about if they find you?
0: I don't play fumble that much.
1: But what are you over on fumble? Since we're talking I fumble, I
0: don't know. I think I'm Kilowog 2814 or I'm Kilowog One. See this One guy.
1: He doesn't love the fumble as much as I do. I got screwed by ogres.
0: You can't not, play Ogre's, man. Man, they suck.
1: <laughs> you got screwed by Ogre's. <laughs> that sounds so bad. If I, <laughs> if that would be very painful. True, I would not be here. A lot of boneheads there. Oh. Uh, <laughs> ouch. Uh,
0: but, yeah. yeah, you can find me on Twitter at Kilowog2814. And of course, our email here is both down, podcast at gmail.com. And your Twitter, you already gave, is at FatFinley. But yeah, first listener who can find you schedule a match and beat you on fumble.
1: We'll get some dice. That's right, but it's a match of let's let's do this cuz what I hate happens on fumble is somebody wants to play you and team values are different. Like the the game finder will tell you like it should be your dwarf team versus their orc team okay. and then when you agree to play a game they always go like how about your underworld team versus my dwarf team? Because they want an easy matchup. Sure. So it has I, to be
0: what the team finder or the match finder tells you.
1: It's got to be what the match finder tells us. We can throw. You got to throw in more than one team,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I get to pick that matchup. Just because most of the time I always take the crappy team versus somebody's good team. And so more I than I likely, wanna... you're going to beat Scott anyways. But yeah, I'm not very good at fumble, especially when I don't have to roll dice. I try wacky stuff.
0: Yeah. It is kind of crazy that way. It's like, I'm not actually rolling the dice, so let's go ahead and throw this little guy at this group of people and see if I can hit him. Oh, I
1: threw two goblins to score touchdowns to tie Johnny P in the uh, Zortcast Fumble League, (laughs) and I tied him 2-2, and there's no way that should have happened.
0: My only good memory of any of those games was I threw a goblin, not a goblin, threw a snotling, and it actually hit the ball carrier and made him fumble. That's that was my only good thing in five it's games. It's fun throwing whatever. goblins,
1: especially when you don't roll the dice. It's not fun throwing snotlings because they just die. Well, you should know that. You shouldn't play ogres. It was fun. It's supposed to be fun. You should play ogres with scaven, like we did in second edition. which are just all ogres. <laughs> ogres and scaven was so awesome. God, that would be. What a big faux pas. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> but, yeah, that's our contest for this month, week, podcast, whatever it is. Episode two. Yeah, both episode down. two.
1: We uh, appreciate everybody listening. Keep, Absolutely, keep giving us feedback, good or bad. If you, you know, we've had people say that you, your show was really good, except for this part. Yeah, and this is what I think overall. You know, and some people said overall it sucked. Overall, it was really good. I mean, we had more good feedback than bad, but we want to hear both. You know, we're two episodes
0: we, in. We're going to change.
1: We can't uh, improve unless you tell us what to improve on. And the,
0: if you're going to tell us less Oklahoma Bowl talk, that'll happen.
1: Yeah you probably only got one more <laughs> podcast of that, and then uh, then we move on to something else. Or maybe our next big tournament. Maybe just some more fluff-related stuff. It's going to
0: be fluff. We're not going to only talk about tournaments.
1: Or homo happening every year, fellas. After getting 22 this year, at yeah. least, we're going to do it every year. And
0: then we've got Bugmans to go to. Oh, can't wait. That'll be awesome.
1: I'm actually really looking forward to actually playing another tournament, since we're yeah. not used to playing tournament-style Blood Bowl, which we can yeah. save for another later podcast. Uh, anything else, Steve, before we uh, get on out of here?
0: can't think of anything um remember keep in mind west coast quake coming up march 17th
1: that's right in las vegas what happens in vegas stays in vegas so if you do good we're not going to talk about it if you do bad we're not going to talk about it
0: and if you do talk about it we're gonna hunt you down and kill you why don't we do that because it's fun
1: i don't kill people only in blood bowl only if i was a dark elf assassin okay
0: (laughs) night elf mohawk
2: <laughs> I'm a night elf mohawk. Assassin. I'm a, I'm a dark elf assassin.
0: <laughs> Mr. T is a dark elf assassin. I'm a dark elf assassin. That's pretty cool. I like to stab people.
1: We gotta get him on here. <laughs> okay. What kind of you bo- do bo- that. player would Mr. T be? What what Dark Elves? I don't know. I don't know. He's more he's probably an ogre, like an old second edition ogre, the ones that always had mohawks yeah, and stuff. I could see that. Golly, I wanna make a Mr. T ogre now <laughs> with a bunch of chains and stuff. Awesome. Lots of bling. Just All right. Falls over. Speaking of bling, I think we're out of here. That's the light to get on out. We're done podcasting for tonight. Okay. We'll see you next time when we talk probably more Oklahoma Bowl on. from Oklahoma. On both down. On both down. but Dot com. See ya.
0: Both Down is a production of Couch Pirate Radio. Please drop by couchpirates.com to hear more of their podcasts. Welcome to epi- episode... All right, let's awesome. re-take
1: that.
0: <coughs> I can't work under pressure. <laughs> we got a lot of outtakes. <laughs> and we
1: just started.
0: Okay. <coughs> I can just cut everything together. It's fun. So, yeah. Hold on.
2: Nice. Son
0: of a bitch. Good thing these chairs were already black. <coughs> and I'm like, why am I getting this killer headache now? <laughs> it's because Scott's booming in my head. You want
1: some headache? Let me give you some head ache.
0: No, it's killing me.
1: What, my headache was giving you? Yeah. Well, I was giving you head ache? was yeah, killing me? Yeah, it's not helping.
0: <coughs> I'm the Mac Daddy, yo.
1: <coughs> my voice is... My brain's starting to. Yeah. Want <coughs>
0: to take a drink? <laughs> Sorry, dude. To... You gotta do that before every segment. You gotta get that out. Better before than during.
1: Yeah, you only fart during.
0: How about that? How about outside or on the Mars?
1: Right. <coughs> Good thing. Just we're... stop this.
0: God, that's that.